the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco, chilling with a special guest. Been wanting to have him on for a minute. We are Instagram sports betting friends. We are now podcast jamming Jordan Winter of Captain Picks, the Instagram and CaptainPicks.com. Jordan, great to be with you, sir. How are you? Moneyline Monaco, honestly, I mean, I think I see you more on Instagram than I see my own family, and <laughs> I love every minute of it. It's actually really fun to be here, and uh, my crew is is excited that we're getting to talk and really want to get into it with you. Let's go. Well, before we, we dive into some NBA playoff talk, I want to give you a second to introduce yourself and everything you guys are doing with Captain Picks. It's a, a special group, a well-known group, and you guys are great at what you do picking games. So, yeah, give us a little background on how you got into that as well as sports betting. No doubt. So uh, I guess the quick story, my name is Jordan Winter, also known as one half of the Dust Brothers, podcast producer extraordinaire for the likes of Michael Rappaport, I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and Ben Baller, Behind the Baller Podcast. So we've been doing that behind the scenes with Rappaport and Baller for the better part of a decade. And we've been doing sports betting even longer than that. I'm actually from New York originally, so a lot of trips to Atlantic City my college years, and then moving out to Los Angeles, going to Vegas and such. Never thought that sports betting would take it this far. And we've been helping people through the podcast, started with fantasy football, then it got into the spreads and the lines for football and and doing it for prognosticating in basketball. And then during the pandemic, we were like, you know what, people need help making money. So we started doing it just through our Instagram account. If you needed help, DM us, we'll give you picks and such uh, for the NBA season, NFL season. And it went really well. 
So uh, we got approached by some of our now partners to legitimize this at captainpicks.com. We've created a community of winners. So we really think that sports betting isn't supposed to be a solo sport. We think it's supposed to be something that we attack from all angles. I mean, you do a phenomenal job of, of making picks in, in all sports. Like I see you out there with baseball and basketball and soccer. For us, it's like we know that we dominate in football. We dominate in basketball. We love baseball. But there's a lot of other sports, you know, hockey and rugby and tennis and we just know that there's a lot of talent out there. So we've been giving opportunities to other captains that we've brought in and they're just snipers. And there's a lot of ways to bet, a lot of ways to make money. So that's the, uh, the short version, but loving every minute of it. That's awesome, Jordan. And just a little bit into your process for people out there looking to get better at sports betting and, and your craft. There's, there's so many ways to attack, making a pick. Uh, let, let's, let's dial in on NBA playoffs here. We've been looking at some interesting second round series. I'm kind of blown away. 15 and five home teams are against the spread in the second round. I just close your eyes and you're batting well above (laughs) 60% at, at that rate. But any thoughts on just without giving away too much of your good burger secret sauce, but how, how you go about with all the captains approaching your guys' bets on a day-to-day basis? Welcome to Good Burger, home of the good <laughs> Yes, sir. Listen, it's a lot of number crunching. It's a lot of watching film. You got to watch the games. I mean, you can look at statistics all you want, but you got to feel for tendencies. And, I mean, the games that are coming up, Tonight, which is uh, a Thursday, I mean, the Tuesday night game, we swept. We were, you know, on the heat. We were on the Suns, obviously two phenomenal home teams. I mean, you say that uh, in the second round, but in the first round, it's kind of the opposite. The the road teams were running wild. Um, So it's just a lot of tendencies, a lot of trends. I mean, we've been watching NBA basketball for 30 years. So we, even with LeBron, we've seen every single step of his career. I mean, we made a lot of money off of the Lakers this year. So there's just a certain way that you can just feel what's coming and happening. And then it's the communication between the captains. We've got certain captains that are specialists with the over under first half spread over under with the the game spread. So we take all of that communication and uh, the give and the takes, like for example, with the heat, because Kyle Lowry was out and because Deadman was back in, it just inherently meant that it was going to be a more physical game for Miami. It meant that, you know, guys like Caleb Martin, who I was really surprised did not get much burn in the game four, because that that's the strength to me of Miami is they just keep throwing bodies at you and they keep right. coming every single angle and you just can't stop it. These there's, there's a lot of depth with some of these teams. And I think that, you know, that depth also got exploited last night uh, with the Warriors. They just got out physical. So you just have to, you know, look at the individuals. Now, I did not think it was going to be a blowout. I didn't think Joel Embiid was going to, you know, react the way that he did with the MVP and stuff that those psychological angles you can't predict. You can think that you can, you can, you know, look at a quote or, you know, a coach's uh, is, is in or, f- how, you know, how they're feeling and such, but those are really just like minor variables. There's a lot that you have to take into consideration, but a big part of our success is watching 
all the games. I mean, I'm sure you've done the same during the season. You got, you know, eight different games that are going on at once and, and just knowing what's possible. And honestly, a big thing about it is live betting, which I know you're great at. We watch the games, feel the tendencies, and we try to double triple up and listen, if there's, if we feel like we have to pull that parachute, we'll hedge as well. It doesn't happen all that often, but you know, you can't have any ego or pride in this game. You have to really be flexible and, and attack where you can. And also, you know, you can't spread yourself too thin where we really feel like every bet that we're putting out there for ourselves in the community, which we bet ourselves, you got You got to be in it to win it. We have a very high competitive rate, which I'm very proud of. And that's a big part, especially for NBA. It's just like constant acts, action. You don't want to get too lost in the sauce. When you're looking at these particular series tonight, you know, we've seen all five games go to the home team here. What's something from a betting perspective you try to factor in going into these game sixes? I mean, we saw what the role players did, particularly with Dallas in game four. Dinwiddie was out, or excuse me, uh, Finney Smith was out of his mind. Bertons was out of his mind. Those kind of things don't happen all the time, but we do see timely role players tend to step up at home. So when you're looking at this Suns Mavs series, Jordan, and there's five, five home wins and you got, you know, less than a two point spread for game six, anything you're looking at in particular, are you trying to read more into what Dallas did at home when they were there, or are you reading more into the most recent game? Because again, it's, it's such a different animal NBA playoffs to NBA regular season where there's letdown spots and whatnot. You're going, we're now a sixth time against the same team. So how do you how do you give tips or approach capping that kind of a game when you're that deep into a series? You know, it's you could tell that these two teams don't really like each other. Um, you could tell that's probably the most personal of the series. Um, Luca, who I love, I mean, his emotions definitely do get the better of him more than probably any other superstar we've seen in a long time, which works to his advantage sometimes because that's he does play well when he's mad. He's not one of these guys who gets taken out of their game. I mean, the Suns, who I, I, I love, the adjustments that they made um, from game four to game five were, were – especially for a team that's coming off of a title run um, from the West. I mean, it was, a, it was bold. I mean, they basically said like, we're locking into defense where, you know, to have Bismarck Biombo be like the primary off the bench big, which makes sense. I mean, JaVale's great, but he just can't, he can't stop getting offensive fouls. They've, they've, they've just like completely figured out how to take him out of the equation. So, I mean, a, a game like this, Dallas hasn't really been there before. I mean, you, you look at Dinwiddie, and he's great, but the ball movement is the strength of the Mavs when it works. But last game, they tried it, and the Suns had an answer. I think that it's game over, series over. I think the Suns find a way to win. They have that, that championship grit. And also, if you're the Suns and you look at what happened last night with that 50-point blowout, you're thinking like, all right, maybe that series goes seven. We want to, we need the rest. We need to regroup and like, we're coming for it all. Cause I mean, 
we knew this going into the playoffs, but this is anybody's year. So, you know, Phoenix has that experience and that especially at home can work against you if you're, you know, not experienced and, you know, cause it's great when you're, you got Finney Smith out there looking like Reggie Miller, but it, it could definitely put you in a situation where if you miss a couple of those shots and by the way, David Davis Bertans, I don't think he made a single three this season when we bet on him. So, <laughs> you know, guy, there's just over the season, there's certain players that like, and we said this on uh, on Tuesday in our rundown that was like, you know, for the Sixers saying, hey, if if Tobias Harris beats us, he beats us. But he's let us down way more than he has uh, has has excelled for us. So it's it kind of goes back to that. If 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 we lose to Davis Bertans and, and Dorian Finney Smith from three, tip of the cap to you. But I don't know. Suns feeling like they're going to take this one, but we do have some some more numbers to crunch. But that's the early lean. And looking back at that Philly Miami series, it's really been two Philly teams on the road and at home. I mean, it's it's so tough to to see them mailing in energetically in Game Five and then come back and want to back them. But then you remember what they did in Game Three and Four, where they looked dead in the water, and now they're all of a sudden you know revitalized. Harden has his best game as a Sixer, you could argue, in Game Four. How are you looking at that Miami plus two tonight for game six? Is it a closeout game or you see this going seven? You know, Jimmy Butler after the game, I thought that was just true leadership. What he was saying, he basically said like, if we just don't worry about offense and just focus on defense, the series is over. Like we are completely in their heads. Um, And we had a feeling they were going to take the ball out of Harden's hands. And he's really only hit those, those step back threes in one game this series. And that, and even in that the heat played so bad in game four and they still could have won that game. Miami's not going five for 30 from three. It's just it, that that's not how they're built. So, you know, if their their defense, which, I mean, their team defense is it's that neck and neck with Boston. They've just all season are just so physical coming out of the East. And I think Miami really thinks that this is their year. I think that, you know, the Sixers, if you, if, if the Sixers, if they get in beat and foul trouble, it's the same thing that was happening with them all season. They just have no depth. And that's why they were just getting completely ran games one and two was because they had you know, DeAndre Jordan. You're not even going to see him play, even if MB gets a foul trouble. So you're dealing with, you know, Paul Reed, who we like him. He's a, he's a strong player. And, you know, you, you love those type of, you know, G League to playoff rotation stories. But it's like you're dealing with, with a Sixers team that, you know, if you put their feet to the fire versus a, a heat squad, PJ Tucker, ah, what a pickup. I mean, Milwaukee could really use him, especially now, but I, I just think the heat are ready. The heater are ready to go. Now the Sixers, they could definitely win this game tonight. I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. They are a very, you know, good and aggressive team at home, but those boo birds, they come out, they, they'll come out at the drop of a hat in Philly. So, I mean, I don't, that game's a little bit tougher to predict. I would say 
early lean. I mean, I I've been, you know, on the heat train. Um, mostly we have, I think taken the heat in all games, but one this series. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll hopefully see two closeout games tonight. Uh, I'd say early lean Miami, but I'm not as confident in that one. Got to go a little bit deeper into the numbers. Yeah. I'm leaning two closeout games as well. want to spend a few minutes with you on this Bucks Celtics series uh, and Grizz Warriors as well. Uh, we saw Boston just really drop the ball late last night. <laughs> Brutal. I, I was on Boston. We were, I, I we, was just, <laughs> we had the same picks. You know, what's so fun for me is, uh, is when we have the same picks and I see, you know, we put our picks out and then I, I go, I go to the monitor. I go to the IG. I'm like, what's money line doing? <laughs> and when we agree, I mean, seriously, our, our hit rate combined is like in the nineties. It's, it's, Let's go. it's crazy. So the fact that both of us got absolutely smacked last night makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I mean, the Celtics, they just blew it. And we, I was saying in the community and they know the bounce back always happens. And, you know, no one was upset by the, you know, really upset by the first game because you'll take up six with a minute 30, a thousand out of a thousand times. I mean, Honestly. We, were the, we were on the money line too. We weren't even asking for the spread. Like, yeah. It's sick, Jordan. Sick. <laughs> it was sick, baby. It was the type of thing that, you know, if you're a Boston fan, like, you really feel like you let one slip through your fingers there. Um, I mean, the Celtics have been playing with fire the whole series. I mean, they, they struck with that, that those magical threes in game two, they really haven't been falling as much with them. Um, you could tell that they, you know, they are missing Robert Williams, um, even though he's not, really all that effective on the offensive end they're missing his presence on the defense because like Daniel Tice is just getting attacked he's he's just not he's not in this this like championship caliber rotate because if you're playing the Bucks all season they even if they were down they're never out they're probably the best comeback team in the NBA so the Celtics I mean look you'll take your chances up six and, and Giannis hits a three like that. It's just one of those games. You just tip your cap, but going forward, I mean, the road goes through Milwaukee. That place is going to be electric. You talk about home court advantage and I cannot believe they're doing this without Middleton. I mean, he's, it's unbelievable, Jordan. I, literally they're doing it. Drew holiday doesn't get you 25. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they're in the conversation to beat this team. Jeru's amazing. He uh, holiday. I mean, it's funny. He's, you know, a a supremely paid player, but he's still underrated. He he's so cool, calm and collected. And in the, you know, in the fire, that's the kind of guy that you want. And I mean, he, he, it's not like, you know, flashy how he does it, but he's just, you know, he'll, he'll get you that, that big layup, that, that mid range, that three. And we saw the defense. I mean, that's his calling card. I mean, and a lot of people, they overlook that type of defense just because it's, it's not pretty. Like, it's not like he's going out there and doing highlight reel dunks or, you know, stripping people and and putting it, putting them on a poster, but that block, I mean, that's a signature moment for him, for the Bucks. And, you know, sorry, Boston, like this, this was really your shot. And 
I mean, that, that was, that was really, really a great game. And, you know, it's, it stinks to be on the losing end, but you know, we win way more than we lose. So we just, you know, as fans, you just got to sit back and enjoy the game sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm leaning Boston in game six. I, I'm curious when you see a team that is down, I don't know if you're, uh, or your team is a fire on futures or series bets kind of kind of squad, but I'm staring at Boston plus two twenty ish right now mm-hmm. on our book FanDuel to win the series. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I think Boston can go in and get a W. What say you on on the series? And do you think it's a wrap, or you think Boston still got some fight? You know, it certainly can happen. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it that. Boston can win the series. You don't get to this point um, without it. And they, I mean, they already got one in Milwaukee. I mean, they could have gotten two in Milwaukee. So it's not to say that they can't do it. Um, Another close game. I mean, Boston's the type of team that, you know, you're never going to really have more than a 10 point lead on them based on their defense and their shooting and such. I mean, it's just their rotation without Williams. It's just like, one man short it seems like and yeah. like Pritchard on the road is not the same type of player that he is at home it's like you were saying in the Dallas Phoenix series it's just those you know those intangible players and look Al Horford he he found the uh, fountain of youth here and I mean really what it comes down to is is that uh, the two-time MVP the finals MVP He's still underrated and he's getting better and he's hitting his foul shots and he is getting the whistle and he's hitting big threes. I listen, people don't like taking Milwaukee. They don't like bet. We have people in our community that when, when we bet on Milwaukee, they'll take them, but they won't take them happily. I don't understand. I, I'm with, I'm with your community. I, it's disgusting. I, I mean, Giannis is a joy to watch, but it is not pretty basketball. It really is. I'm sorry. And Bobby Portis, baby, like, I mean, I, being from New York, and what, it's like, this is the same Bobby Portis that was on the Knicks, who's like Bobby Portis' top 10 clutch player in the NBA. Like, what planet are we living on? This is, I mean, he, it's incredible. They, they've taken to it. But I'll tell you, honestly, who I think is the, the X factor for the Bucks is Pat Connaughton. I love him. He is just, you know out of this world when it comes to clutch shots. And I mean, especially at home, I, I, I think turn out the lights, the party's over. I think Milwaukee, that I think, I think that they, you're not knocking out the champs in their home building. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, granted, there's still a lot, a lot of time in between. So, you know, but that's that if you had to, you know, put, put me to the fire today, that's, I think Milwaukee there, they're, they want, they want to go back to back and I don't blame them. And mind you, who, what happened when, let's just say Miami advances, Milwaukee advances. What happened last year when they faced off? Get out the brooms, baby. The Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks they, they swept Miami. We actually dominated in that series thanks to that. But, I mean, I think Milwaukee thinks that they can go back to back. And I haven't seen any reports on Middleton, but you keep extending the season, you get him back, anything's possible. And real quick on this Grizzlies Warriors series, uh, we've seen the Grizzlies now cover five of six games, Jordan, in this, in this through, through five. Now mm-hmm. it's clearly a, a closeout moment for Golden State. 
look at this eight and a half point line though. I mean, three dudes going for 21. Uh, that was just a rowdy. I, I don't know if it was a one-off and you just throw it away, just like the 142-112 game the other day for the Grizzlies catching the L on that one. But any strong thoughts on this Grizzlies team coming in and just continuing the fight here and maybe covering the spread or do I dare say making it a seven? You know what? The grindhouse is is a special place and and honestly serves us right for taking golden state uh last night just because i mean memphis has made us so much damn money this year they, they've i mean against the spread money line they've been you know probably the most disrespected two seed in nba history i don't know people just don't buy into what they're doing and we saw them play a lot of games with John Morant this year. I thought that when Dylan Brooks was like, you know, with his hamstring yesterday, but he's fine and, and what have you. People, you know, they this is such like a what have you done for me lately type of sports world that they forget that the Grizzlies are they're here for a reason and that they they have that that real physicality that the Warriors don't like. And Without Coach Kerr, it's a different series. I mean, if if you're watching that game last night and you're and you're a Sacramento Kings fan, I don't know how you're feeling about your new head coach. But I mean, hopefully, <laughs> we can, if if we get Kerr back, I mean, honestly, it might be a game that you might want to live bet um, for for Golden State Memphis because <clears throat> Memphis isn't going down without a fight. You know that. Um, but the Warriors at home are just a different beast. Uh, although, I mean, that that game four was, you know, that was about as ugly as you'll see at Chase Center. So, I mean, is it is it possible that we can we can see this series extended? Yes. But Warriors, this is do or die. This, this is really a game seven for the Warriors because you don't want to go back into the grindhouse. You, you're you're in big trouble. And I I don't know. It was like the I had a really funny feeling about yesterday's game because Steph Curry was talking trash before the game like you said we were we're, we're gonna whoop that trick I'm like Steph you're Mickey Mouse don't even get <laughs> don't, don't do like no 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 and then that, oh, and then dude. that happens I mean it was like that was probably one of the the most startling and and unbelievable games of the entire season maybe of our entire career so you know anything is certainly possible and i wouldn't put it against the grizzlies to cover at all um but i mean as far as a win is concerned if golden state like you you got to do it and listen we speaking of futures bets we put a futures bet on the grizzlies to win uh when it was 29 to 1 uh, we put put a G down on it uh, back. I think it was back in like January. So if the Grizzlies win and they they go and they win the championship, I'll be very happy. But uh, <laughs> you know, but that's just that we have a lot of love for the Grizzlies, and and it can happen. I just the the Warriors have just like I mean they've been on like this cruise control. It's like they thought that the Grizzlies were just going to hand them the series because John Moran was out, but everybody knows that they were great without him this season. So we'll see what happens, but the Warriors at home are just a, a different beast. Expect them to win cover. Not as sure. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll let you jam here, Jordan. Any last thoughts for our listeners outside of checking out captainpicks.com, of course, any advice to young betters, bankroll management, a volume of plays, anything you learned in your early betting career, you wish you learned sooner or anything you want to share for, uh, 
for you, Jim, on out? Don't chase. Never chase the white rabbit because it never works out. You have to be disciplined. I mean, honestly, unless you're highly confident in a particular play, we recommend no more than 5% of your bankroll. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And we are at this every single day from every single angle. You should be trusting professionals that you can agree with and, you know, communicate with and, and actually see the full transparency. And that's why we love Moneyline because he's out there putting it, putting it on his sleeve, putting it on. I mean, just the way that you are communicating with your fans via the podcast, via the Instagram and, and the videos, putting it out there. And I mean, also I, We'll talk again later about baseball, but I'm very impressed by your yayas. It's just like, I mean, Dude, I don't know how I'm doing that, man. That's a team effort volume. It's fantastic. And everything you guys are doing over a volume. I mean, you know, Colin, I've had the, the privilege to get to chop it up with him a couple of times because Rappaport being on the herd and, and going there, you guys are, are doing great. Very proud of, of what you've accomplished so far, so much more to come. And, you know, we're here, we're here to, you know, communicate. If you need, have any questions, you can hit us on the Instagram at, at the captain picks. If you want to come jam with us, we're at captainpicks.com. We got the daily, the weekly, the monthly, or the annual. I mean, we really have a really knowledgeable community and then the captains are just kind of leading the way. So, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate every minute of it. And it's so much fun uh, talking with you here, talking with you on Instagram. Let's just keep breaking bookies bankrolls. That's the whole name of the game. Let's go, Jordan. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate the kind words right back at you. You guys do great work and show a lot of love. So we're, we're right back to do the same towards you. Make sure to check out CaptainPicks.com, CaptainPicks on Twitter, on Instagram, excuse me. Are you guys on Twitter too? We are on Twitter. Same oh, all right. Beautiful. Yeah, great, great follow. Always cashing. Way more green than red we, we see on the Captain Picks. They know what they're doing. That's no joke. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Jordan, and make sure to check out all things volume sports on our channels, and we will see you tomorrow on another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. volume.